Life Audio. Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Persis Poku. On today's episode, we want to talk about how to give away your faith to different groups or different religions. How to give away your faith to different groups or different religions. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 1 verse 3 reads, It seemed good to me also, having traced the course of all things accurately from the first, to write unto those in order most excellent Theophilus. So basically, Luke's thesis for writing his gospel, number one, his recipient was Theophilus. And he's telling Theophilus, he has traced the course of all things accurately from the first, meaning the beginning. So Luke is retracing or highlighting the events dealing with Christ And because of his research, he has come to the conclusion that Jesus is the real thing, that Jesus is indeed the Messiah. He's the Christos. He's the anointed one. He's the one that the scriptures have talked about. And Luke's writing depicts Christ for the audience of the Gentiles. It's also written to the Jews, but by the way of the Gentiles. He's appealing to the Gentiles, where Matthew talks about Jesus being the anointed Messiah who has come. Luke is talking about Jesus being the anointed uh, son of man, or after the order of man, as Jesus liked to call himself, the son of man. So Luke is basically engaged in apologetics. He's writing this letter in order 
to prove, to demonstrate to Theophilus that Jesus is indeed the real thing. In the same way, God has called me, God has called you to be spiritually attractive, to be positioned in a way where he can use you to bring others to him. So how does God want to use us? Perhaps you're saying to yourself, I'm not an evangelist. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a minister. That's for my pastor. That's for the elders. That's for the deacons, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not the case. All of us have been called to make disciples. All of us. In Matthew 28, Jesus is telling his disciples that you, uh, uh, he wants them to make disciples. He wants them to evangelize. He wants them to disciple. And we see that in the book of Acts also where the impetus for the disciples were to go forth and make other disciples. And through their obedience, the Lord was able to add and to multiply to the church. God did not save us for us to sit, for us to be spectators and watch other people influence and impact others' lives. God wants to use your life. He wants to use your words. He wants to use your charity in order to bless other people. So how do we give away our faith, our belief system, when the world is offering so many options? That's the core of this program today is to perhaps give you some antidotes to help you to stand strong and to be uh, prayerful that God can use you to bless other people. Christian conduct, Christian life, it's not just about me. It's not just about you. It's about everybody. And God is looking at it from um, not just a micro perspective, but also a macro perspective. God is looking at the body. God is looking at the lost. God is looking at the saved. God is looking at the ignorant. God is looking at everybody. And every soul matters to God. And he wants to use you right where you are, right in your orbit, right within your sphere of influence to bless other people. So the question is, are we open to joining him? And I pray the answer is an affirmative yes. The reality is that there are so many competing thoughts, competing um, world beliefs, that we as Christians must make sure that God's voice is not drowned out within our sphere of influence. Every religion offers some basic tenets. They have teachings in regards to prayer or belief system in regards to prayer as an example. They have teachings or belief system as it relates to the afterlife. Uh, Some believe uh, that once you die, you are reincarnated and you can come back as something else. Others believe believe that uh, once you die, there seeks uh, consciousness or awareness of the soul. Others believe that that is not true, that once you die, there is consciousness. Some believe um, that if you die, you are in a middle ground um, that they call, for lack of better terminology, purgatory. So there are all these belief systems whether it's prayer, whether it's the afterlife, 
uh, whether it's death, uh, whether it's birth, whether it's marriage, whether it's um, adolescence, all these different belief systems. So with all of these belief systems and all of these thoughts and all of these worldviews, how do we make sure that the words of Jesus Christ is not drowned out? Number one, we have to prepare ourselves. Preparation is key. We have to prepare ourselves. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who need not blush with embarrassment, but is able to rightly divide the word of truth. So we got to study. That's the first thing. Then we have to analyze and to make sure that we know what the truth is. Do you know what the truth is? Would you recognize the truth if you saw it? It, There is this uh, persistent opposition to objective truth. Is truth objective or is it relative? Objective truth says there is a standard Uh, an unyielding, uncompromising fact that truth or objective truth exists. Relative truth says whatever is true for you is true for you, and whatever I believe is true for me is true for me. So they're basically saying it doesn't matter what you believe. All truth uh, belief systems are equally valid, and objectivity says no, it is not. Objectivity says it's a one-to-one correspondence. Uh, truth is that which corresponds to its object. That's objective truth. It is that which corresponds to its object is telling something like it is. Telling something like it is. When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he did not say, I am one of the ways. He said, I am the way, the definite article. I am the way, the truth, the life. This non-negotiable. He is the key. He didn't say there's more than one ways to get to God. He says, I'm the only one that can get you to God. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So we have to know what truth is. Truth is telling something like it is. Truth also does not violate the law of non-contradiction. I say this all the time. We cannot violate the law of non-contradiction. It, 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 it makes our position fallacious. It makes our, our, our position uh, contradictory. You cannot say that Jesus is the way and say at the same time, for those that believe Jesus is one of the way, that we're saying the same things. No, we're not. If Jesus is the only way, he is the only way. He's not one of the ways. It's not the same as saying Jesus is one of the ways. If the Bible says Jesus is God, Jesus is equal to God, it's not the same as saying Jesus is a lesser God than God the Father. Those statements are opposites. Those statements are contradictory. Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors and we'll be right back. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform. 
if the Bible says that Jesus um, is divine and equal to the Father again, it's not the same as saying Jesus was just a good man and he was not divine. Those are two contradictory statements. If the Bible says that uh, the Bible is authored by God, it's not the same as those who argue the Bible was written by man and fabricated by man. So how can these statements be equal? They're not equal, but some in the world will have you to believe that all religions lead to the same God when all religions are not saying the same thing. Yes, we should respect all people, but it doesn't mean we have to agree with their falsehood. It doesn't mean we have to embrace their ignorance. It does not mean we have to adopt their way of living or to endorse or to um, allow them to think that the way that they're living is righteous. Just because we respect people, just because we love people, which we should, doesn't mean we have to disrespect them and also doesn't mean you need to compromise. So, yes, another tip for sharing your faith is respect without compromise. Respect them, love them ontologically, but we don't have to compromise. We don't have to say uh, that uh, it's okay the way that you conduct yourself if it's, if it's sinful We don't have to say it's okay because I love them. No, Jesus knew how to love people without compromising. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus knew he was sent. Jesus was on a mission. In the same way, we have to know who we are. We have to know his words, and we have to be bold enough to share the faith even when it's not convenient. This is an important aspect of our Christianity, sharing the faith even when it's not convenient to uh, tell and to preach the gospel in season, out of season, when people want to hear it and when people don't want to hear it, if we are following the Holy Ghost, if we are following the unctions of the Holy Spirit and he tells us to speak, then we ought to speak. When he tells us to hold our tongue, then we need to not speak. And when he tells us to go the extra mile, we need to step out on faith and go the extra mile. Exodus 20 says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water. So God is explicitly telling them, I'm I'm a jealous God. I don't want you to worship the created. I am the creator. I do not want you to worship the things that I've made. I want you to worship me. And anything that is made uh, outside of what God made shall not be worshipped. And perhaps you're saying again, um, I don't worship other gods. Well, if what you believe in is contradictory to the word of God and you worship in that thing, then you are worshiping an idol God. The Bible also reminds us in Matthew 6, 24, that no one can serve two masters. No one. No one. It, it's, it's impossible. That means that if you are serving two masters, 
you can't serve both of them with an equal heart. Because that means either you 50-50, you're 60-40, 70 80-20, 90-10. You're not serving one of them with 100%. So Jesus is, is, is arguing or basically making a statement that's philosophically sound. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And this is Jesus talking. Manna, money. Uh, there are some people who worship their money. And this greed, this uh, appetite for more money uh, has forced some people to be inhumane. It's forced some people to mistreat other people uh, because all they see is money. Uh, they don't think about uh, people's lives. They don't think about people's homes. They don't think about people's well-being. All they want is the result. They want more money. They want to see the bottom line. They want to see profit. They want to be in the black rather than the red. And as a business person, we understand that. But there's a way to conduct yourself in being profitable. You don't have to be uh, sacrilegious. You don't have to be inhumane. You don't have to mistreat people. You don't have to uh, come with an evil heart. You can still make a profit and live righteously. So keep that in mind. Uh, are we serving two masters? Are we too busy to witness? Are we too busy to be about the Lord's business? Um, are we putting our family as an example over God's work? Are we putting our friends over God's work and ministry? And if that's the case, then you're serving another master. There's this notion of pluralism in our society today. Pluralism. Uh, this belief system uh, that we ought to coexist and embrace varying views. And coexistence is interesting. Yes, we should uh, be good neighbors. We should um, do our best to live harmoniously among our neighbors, even people who have different belief systems, different ideologies. We should respect them as human beings, and we should be equipped and available and prayerful to have an opportunity to engage in discourse. You can't force anybody to become a Christian. You can't bully anybody into becoming a Christian. It's anti-Bible. So what should we do if we want to give away our faith to other faiths, uh, other religions, or other worldviews? First of all, as I said before, study to show yourself approved. Read. Um, read the Bible. Study the Bible. As the Holy Spirit leads you, read on your neighbor, your co-worker's position. Read up on it. Find out what the tenets are. What are they saying? And once you are able to discern what they're saying, you pray for an opportunity to share the gospel uh, or to meet them where they are and bring them to where they need to be. We often say apologetics is um, helping remove the roadblocks of opposition that people may have. So in many circles, we call it pre-evangelism, answering the why so people can get to the who. Uh, there are so many people that are, uh, have a negative view of Christians and Christianity 
And some of them are legitimate, but they haven't met anyone who's bold enough, who's clear enough, who's concise to give them um, the reason for accepting Jesus Christ. And that's what a lot of people are looking for. They just, they, they're looking for Christians who are willing to listen, Christians who are, are willing to not be so quick to judge, uh, which in my estimation, when I use the term judge, I don't mean assessing whether an act is right or wrong, but I'm talking about Christians who are quick to condemn uh, and not quick to listen in order to provide the message that God wants them to give uh, towards that individual. So it's very important that we listen, that we study, 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 and read and prepare ourselves for opportunities. And we're not saying as an individual that you need to know everything. No one person knows everything. God knows everything, but no one person knows everything. Even I don't know everything. So that's why I'm constantly studying. That's why I'm constantly praying. That's why I'm constantly reading the Bible, because I want to be edified. We as human beings, we learn discursively, meaning that we learn one thing after another. But God knows everything all at once in his perfect nowness. So this is why I love our God so much, because when my well runs dry, I know who I can go to to fill me back up. That's why in book of Acts, you see repeatedly, it says they were filled with the spirit. And when they were filled with the spirit, they would do what the Lord asked them to do. And then there'll be another opportunity for them uh, where God will fill them again. And they will go and uh, fulfill their uh, commission. So it's very important. Um, while we're on pluralism, uh, many of you have seen these bumper stickers. It may say coexist. Please don't be fooled. The coexist bumper uh, uh, stickers are not saying uh, or trying to teach us to live among ourselves peacefully, which we should. Uh, we should be good neighbors, as I said before. But it's inferring something more than that. It intimates that we should view all religions as the same, that Christ is no different than Buddha, that Christ is no different uh, than gender, that Christ is no uh, different than Hinduism or Taoism. But ladies and gentlemen, let me say this. If Christ is God the Son and equal to the Father, he created everything, according to John. When you read the Gospel of John, and it tells us, it reminds us, there's nothing made that has been made that he didn't make. So Jesus created Buddha. Jesus created um, Charles Taze Russell of Jehovah Witnesses. Jesus created Joseph Smith of Mormonism. Jesus created Mary Baker Eddy of, of Christian Science. So Jesus created them. Now, when God creates us, he gives us a free will. They had a free will to do good or to do evil, and they chose the latter. So we should never put Jesus, God, the Son, on the same level as the created. Jesus is the creator. He has no beginning. He has no end. He is the creator. This is why this bumper sticker coexists. Um, it's misleading. Don't drink the false wine uh, 
of the coexist bumper sticker. Yes, we should live among ourselves harmoniously, but that's not what it's saying. It's also saying that all religions are the same and God rejects pluralism because he says, I am a jealous God. We can't serve two gods. We can't serve two masters. We have to hate one, love the other, or vice versa. So if you love God, you can't accept these other religions. I'm actually going to be teaching a course uh, today on how to give away your faith, how to share with other religions. And if you are interested, go to our Facebook, Sound Reasoning Ministries, and you'll see details about the particular workshop. So all these religions, you know, the major world religions such as uh, Buddhism and Hinduism and Islam, uh, all of these are options. But as Christians, we can't succumb to uh, the tenets that they propose. Jesus is the real deal. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the anointed one. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And his message is what's going to get us into heaven. His message is what's going to give us peace right here on earth as we experience the joy of God while we're here, right here on earth. I pray that uh, this message has been edifying to you. I pray that you are emboldened to go out and make disciples. I pray that you are fruitful in your endeavors for Jesus Christ because God gives the increase. And again, um, continue to pray for this ministry. Put us on your prayer list and also continue to give. You can go to srministries.org or send or make out a check to Sound Reason Ministries. And please continue to do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And that's all. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.